Radio Mix, broadcasting to the world from the south of Spain. Here we go. What you, what are you saying? Riff my keys. All oh, your trackies and TV addicts. Don't mean to this, don't mean to bring static. All oh, your Klingons in the fucking house. Grab your back street friend and get loud. Bullet doors off inches. Grab you with the pinches. And no, I didn't retire. I snatch you off with the needle nose pliers. Blackies will overhaul. What do you want you've never seen before? Riding in the glazes. Like Lord Keaton, you know what you Check it out there by the Beastie Boys from the 2004 album to the Five Boroughs, uh, an album very much influenced by 9-11. Uh, I'm Brian Wells, a.k.a. Mr. Freaklips. Um, welcome to the Riff Monkeys podcast number 22 on Mix 106. This is the Beastie Boys special part two. And uh, I just listened back to the, uh, the first one and it was a bit... I rushed it a bit. I drank too much coffee, definitely. So let's just take a chill pill on this one, yeah? You know what I'm saying? Uh, in the last um, episode, I played a few tracks from the first four albums. This episode, I'm going to be playing three tracks from the last three albums. Um, off Three tracks off each al- album. And I'm going to be reading a little bit from the Beastie Boys book as well. 
Okay, so let's play another track off of To The Five Boroughs. Uh, this is a, well, I said it's a great album, but it, it's like, it's a lot more political, I think, than um, the, the, any of the other albums, really. Um, and it really tells a story. Uh, if, I think every song was pretty much influenced by what was going on at the time. Um, and there were three standout tracks that I just uh, got to play today. So this is a track called It Takes Time To Build. <laughs> The idea is to keep the green alien landing craft from taking your humans from the ground and changing them into mutants. A mutant is very dangerous to you because he flies faster than you do and shoots at you. Brilliant. I love the production on this album. Um, 
that was It Takes Time to Build there. Pretty self-explanatory. And, um, you know, that's when you look at the album cover, you know, you open it up and it's a big it's the skyline. It's a pencil drawing of a skyline of Manhattan. And, um, you know, all the Beastie Boys from different parts of Manhattan, they're very into their community. There was a great music scene, especially back in the 80s when they started. I mean, unbelievable, you know. Um, so much history. And this album was... It's, it's a very deep album, you know, and it's full of... Uh, I don't know, just just things about being new, a New Yorker. Um, I'm going to play a track now called An Open Letter to New York City, which really, you know, makes you realise that this album is definitely a personal one about New York and their love for New York and what happened on 9-11. Um, this is a... I mean, when I got when I first got this album, um, I sat down and listened to it on my own with headphones on and I, dis- I did shed a tear to this song, I have to say. Um, it's emotional. And it's absolutely beautiful. Check it. Listen, all you New Yorkers.
Wow, I absolutely love that track and I love this album, man. Um, and when it came out, you know, to me it was a surprise, like most things, because I don't really, I tend to avoid peeking into the mainstream. I don't have any way of, I don't watch television or anything. I don't know, I, I don't like to be advertised to and I don't like, you know, so when it, it's great when a band you really love and appreciate all your life bring out another album and it's like, wow, you know, and this one really said a lot to me. Um, brilliant. And another album... Um, after this, uh, a couple of years after this, they brought an album out called The Mix Up. And The Mix Up is, well, you know, it's a, <laughs> they're a hip hop band and there's not one word said in the whole, in the whole album. It's all instrumental. They picked up their instruments again, you know, because I mean, well, I guess they've always have played instruments, but you know, they, they started out as a, as a punk band, you know, and um, their music now though, in The Mix Up, it's very lounge, it's acid jazz lounge, very chilled, very cool. I mean, they got Money Mark on the, the keyboards. I mean, he's a genius. Um, so when they made this album, they went out on tour. And I was lucky, uh, lucky enough to um, see them. They came to my hometown uh, on the Isle of Wight uh, to do the festival in 2007. Um, my son had just been born. He was nine months old, but we were like, we're going. And we took him with us and he was at the festival with us at nine months old a lot of people sneered you know people ah, can you take a nine-month-old baby to a festival but you know people do it and we did it and it was absolutely brilliant it was beautiful we saw some great bands but most of all I got to see the Beastie Boys and uh you know um it was magical to say the least and they played this album, The Mix Up, because it had just been released, obviously, but they played so many more. And then the next day, I mean, that was at night, you know, they were headlining on the Saturday night thing. And on the Sunday, they played um, like a lounge afternoon in the sun kind of uh, thing as well, which was absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to play a track off of the mix up and then I'm going to read a little bit because um, in the book, in the Beastie Boys book, they've actually got a section. They actually wrote an, a, a piece about going to the Isle of Wight, which was, you know, I mean, God, when I read it, I was in tears, man. It was amazing. Um, so this is The Rat Cage by the Beastie Boys from the album The Mix Up.
The Rat Cage there from the mix-up, a brilliantly executed album. A hip-hop album with no rapping whatsoever. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And um, I'm going to read you a little excerpt now from the Beastie Boys book that came out earlier this year. And this is a piece written by Adam Horowitz, and uh, it's called Bestival. After the mix-up record came out, we went on tour. It's the usual thing that happens, you know, you make a record and you go on tour to promote that record. Then after that, you do it all over again. But we've been doing that usual thing for such a long time that we wanted to make the next travelling adventure different for us. A band on tour spends so much time together at airports, in vans and restaurants. You start to feel like a sports team heading to a city to play some other sports team. We always wanted to travel in matching outfits and really give us that team look, but we never took the time to make it happen. So we decided, finally, something had to be done about this serious issue. And we executed a mandatory mix-up dress code while we were travelling. No shitty backpacks and down coats and beanies allowed. Briefcases, old suits, trench coats and pens in button-down pocket shirts were required. We looked like a group of travelling insurance salesmen from 1966. We wanted the audience at our shows to dress too, so... We called the tour the gala event and said that if you showed up wearing tevas and cargo shorts, you'd get turned away at the door. Obviously, most people arrived in their normal t-shirts and whatevers and were allowed entry, but it was wonderful to look out into the audience and see a few die-hard b-boy fans dressed for the gala event. We know who you are and we love you. Thank you for taking this shit seriously, as seriously as we do. You know. Um... There was a picture in the book of Mike D at the Isle of Wight Festival and uh, it said uh, it says here, a backstory to a photograph. This one here of Mike, I took this picture of Mike Lewis Diamond just after the very last show we ever played in the UK at the Bestival Festival on the Isle of Wight. The rule of Bestival is that you have to go in costume so everyone in the audience was dressed up. Bestival was in a big open field somewhere in the middle of the Isle of Wight, a place you had to take a cool old ferry to get to. The view was spectacular, like all the great seaside scenes from Quadrophenia. The ferry brought us closer and closer to a beautiful open British landscape. It was a gorgeous sunny day and it was so refreshing to not have to drive through a sea of miserable punters drenched in rain and mud like every other UK festival we've ever played. I know what you mean. Instead, we were greeted by the festival attendees who were as sunny as the day was and put a lot of energy into the costumes they were wearing. They were prepped as fuck there were like 20 smurfs a bunch of gnomes and wizards and pirates five dudes dressed in a row of foosball tethered together all day and night and they were loving it and i saw those people the unwritten rule was the bands didn't have to wear costumes but since we were still in the mix-up dress code mode we arrived already wearing them because we were that, that night's headliners we could play an encore if the crowd wanted to we finished our show, went to our designated backstage area and waited a couple of minutes to see if these nice people wanted just a couple more original classic smash hits from the legendary Beastie Boys. And you know what? They did. We went back out on stage, but soon noticed that Mike had gone missing. We waited an awkward couple of minutes and then Mike came barreling on stage in a brand new special outfit that he had stashed away just waiting for the proper occasion to break it out. The one he's wearing in the picture. Mike coming back on stage in this special outfit was like if you went to the movies and your friend went to the bathroom and came, came back in a Captain Crunch suit. It was hilarious and necessary. And in retrospect, the perfect way to exit the country we love and that loves us back. We had a rocky relationship, us and England, but true love prevails. Brilliant. 
P.S. We were later in a lengthy lawsuit with a beverage company and the picture of Mike was introduced as evidence. The image was blown up to stand about three feet tall and then it was mounted on cardboard. It was suitable for framing. I'm not sure what their purpose was to have this wonderful photograph brought in as evidence, but to me it was proof that outfits are important. And on that night, Mike fucking nailed it. <laughs> Brilliant excerpt from the uh, Beastie Boys book there. And I'm going to play another track from the mix-up um, that they played in mostly in full at the festival. Uh, this track is called 14th Street Break. Enjoy it.
the brilliant 14th Street break there by the Beastie Boys on the Mix Up album. Um, Add Rock on guitars, producer, engineer, MCA, bass guitar and upright basses. Mike D on drums. Money Mark on clavinet, Rhodes and Falfisa. And Alfredo Ortiz on percussion. Brilliant, brilliant album, man. And I'm going to play another track off that. Um, this is called The Mili, or The Mile. The Melee there from the uh, 2007 album, The Mix-Up, by the Beastie Boys. Okay, moving on to um, their last album. It's called The Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. It's the eighth and final studio album by 
The Beastie Boys, released on April 27th, 2011, uh, through Capitol Records. The project was originally planned to be released in two parts, with Hot Sauce Committee Part 1 originally planned uh, for release in 2009, but the release was delayed after band member Adam MCA Yauk was diagnosed with cancer. Um, after a two-year delay, only one collection of tracks, part two, was released, and the plan for a two-part album was eventually abandoned in light of um, Adam Yauk's death in, on May 4th, 2012. The album received critical acclaim upon its release, with critics praising the energetic rapping experimental production and disregard for contemporary hip-hop trends. It also had a positive commercial performance, debuting at uh, number two in the Billboard 200 charts. The release was supported with four singles um, that I'm going to play now. Uh, first one being Make Some Noise.
brilliant track. Uh, I remember getting this when I was going through a, a gym phase. Yes, I mean, anyone who knows me is like, you haven't been anywhere near a gym, Brian. But I did. I started going to a gym um, for a while with my mate Michael. And um, this album, and so I wanted some music to play in a gym, obviously. So, and this album just come out and I whacked it on my iPod. And amazing. Yeah, great gym music, I've got to say. Um, absolutely awesome. And that track, Make Some Noise, was just the best one, man. I really love it. Um, so, yeah, there's another track I'm going to play now called Too Many Rappers. This features Naz. Um, if you don't know who Naz is, well, just Google Naz. He's awesome. Brilliant, brilliant rapper. And, yeah, I just love the experimental nature of this album. Uh, as with all their albums, very experimental, very just oh, cutting edge. I absolutely adore the Beastie Boys. You probably got that idea now anyway. Radio Mix Unchained. Our content is you. So let's play another track off of uh, the Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. And this is a track called Too Many Rappers, um, the new Reactionaries version. And um, this is with Naz. Um, they have, you know, if you don't know who Naz is, by the way, Google Naz and you, you'll know who he is. He's a great rapper. Uh, they've done quite a few collaborations. So I'm going to play a, a couple of them after I've done the albums. But, um, but yeah, this is an absolutely cracking track this is called too many rappers featuring nav Three, two, one, MCA, Ad Rock, Mike D, that's how we get it done. 
turn it out Perpetrators, we can point them out So if you got something on your mind, let it out Excellent. That was dope. That was dope. Um, too many rappers there featuring Naz uh, from the Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. The last ever Beastie Boys album. Um, and yeah, there was, a, there was quite a few collaborations on that album. That one with Naz and this next track is uh, a song called Don't Play No Game That I Can't Win. Um, and it features Santi Gold. If you don't know who Santi Gold is, Google Santi Gold. What can I say? Um, and check the video out. Go to YouTube and put, uh, you know, don't play no game I can't win. Oh, brilliant, brilliant video. Um, all their videos are great because you know, one of the things I love about the Beastie Boys, they didn't never advertise, they didn't do interviews. And when they did, they just made them farcical, you know, spectacles. Um, but, it, you know, our MCA made all the videos and he, he did it under a pseudonym, um, Nathaniel Hornblower. Um, and the video to this is absolutely pretty. All the videos are great. Um, one of the best one, it, there's an album called, uh, well, it's a video, it's called Awesome I Effing Shot That. And it was a gig they did. I think it was Madison Square Gardens. And uh, back in the 90s, and it was an unbelievable spectacle. I mean, just incredible. Just check the footage out. And so what our, our MCA did he got 50 people off of their um, fan club and he told him to meet him at, before the gig. And he gave them all uh, an eight millimeter camera so that these 50 random people would film, had to film the whole thing, no matter what they were doing, where they were. And then it took him two years and he edited together 
um, like a, the whole gig from beginning to end from the perspective of 50 different people. It's absolutely brilliant. Please, I, I implore you, check that out. It's so funny. It's so good. So I'm going to play now a track called Don't Play No Game That I Can't Win, Santa Gold and the Beastie Boys.
genius, as is the video. Yeah, so the Hot Sauce Committee Part Two. There, that was their last ever album. Um, so now I'm, I want to, you know, I want to go through some some um, good remixes and uh, some of the collaborations they did. Um, this track is called "It's Intergalactic" from the uh, Hello Nasty album, um, the Fuzzy Logic remix. This is brilliant.
Now you tell me that wasn't funky. Oh my God, that was brilliant, man. There's quite a few different uh, remixes of Intergalactic. There's one I play at my drum and bass um, nights at Louis Louis. It's called the Prisoners of Technology Mix and it's absolutely banging. I'm sure I've played it on a, on a past show. Um, so yeah, I'm going to leave you now with a another collaboration. Um, this is with De La Soul. This is Mike D and Ad Rock. Um, MCA wasn't on this, but this is a track called Squat. Um, by De La Soul featuring the Beastie Boys. And I've been Brian Wells, um, Mr. Free Clips, uh, Riff Monkeys podcast number 22 on Mix 106. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope I've opened your eyes about the Beastie Boys a little bit and please check out their stuff, check the videos out, buy the book. The book is absolutely fascinating. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, thank you very much and see you next week. This is Squat, De La Soul featuring the Beastie Boys. Turn that shit off, man! What's wrong with you, man? You know we got a party, man. Get the other record.
Listen, if it means backstabbing and also conspiring The people in the front, you do the bump bump The people in the back, they're not the whack whack The people in the middle, come on, the wiggle wiggle And the people on the side, we can all take a ride In my VW, I done swung an F or two The rear of my hatchback, I know I scratched that Hit a haystack, keep it rosy in the road Skidding out to place my boat at the poles for ad rock Well, I'm a toe tapper, yes, the hand clapper From the middle school, like the educated rapper I'm known as an occupational MC You think I lose sleep if you sleep on me? It's the rock solid, pilot, here to fly Reaching elevations too far for the eye Miraculous beats over breaks and beats packages Sting all over the globe And all the types who thinks I joints is I Here's a spot for your ears Clean out your load And listen to a few views Two crews spitting for the art of it We ain't taking over, but damn for taking part of it Started it ever since we minced me You sloppy joes went and took a bit of the corn dogs Stay there, I'ma play there Cause they pay in the big old Santa Claus bag got this and now we out